Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. In the book of Galatians, chapter 5 and verse 1, we are told to stand fast in the liberty wherein Christ has set us free. Did you ever read that? Does it mean something to you? It should. It says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And I'd like to begin just by saying that freedom is a very precious thing. As a matter of fact, this time of year, of course, we're reminded of the year 1776 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, when the Declaration of Independence was signed. And, of course, upon the signing of that document, with its principles, men and women everywhere were given not only national but also individual freedom from any outside tyranny or oppression. How many of you value that and so appreciate that? We also know that since that time, many sacrifices were made and many wars were fought in order to preserve that freedom. Attitudes existed in the hearts of men like Patrick Henry, who said, give us liberty or give us death. They were willing to fight for their freedom. Well, beloved, I thank God for every individual person who made sacrifice or gave up a life for us to have. Freedom in this land. Do you? I'd like to have every person who has ever served in the armed forces of this nation stand, if you would, please. Anyone who has ever served to protect the freedoms that we have. We want to honor you this morning and give thanks to God for your lives for helping protect the freedom and the liberty that we all enjoy and appreciate so much. And we commend you for all that you have done and the sacrifice that you have made so that we could still be free. Let's thank the Lord for these lives. Amen. Now, how about women? Any women out there? Served your country? Stand if you would, please. We know there are those that have, and we don't want to ignore anyone. Well, beloved, nearly 2,000 years ago, 
Another document was signed. Only this one was not signed in ink. This document was signed with blood. It was a historic occasion. The principles contained in that historic document proclaims the greatest of all freedoms. Spiritual freedom. Freedom from the tyranny and oppression of Satan. Freedom from the tyranny and oppression of sin. And also spiritual death. And all the darkness of this world. As a matter of fact, we are told in Romans 8 and verse 1. And two, that we're no longer under condemnation. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made us free from the law of sin and death. Do you believe that this morning? But you see, when you proclaim such a thing in our land, very often there are those that mistake or misunderstand. And they mistake national freedom, political freedom, intellectual freedom for spiritual freedom. Jesus said, If the Son, therefore, shall set you free or make you free, you shall be free indeed. And, of course, the people of the day, the Jews there in Israel, just the same as people in America today. We be Abraham's seed. We've never been in bondage to any man. And how sayest thou, you're going to make us free? People in our land today think the same way. We have freedom. And thank God we do. But that doesn't mean we are totally free. Because you see, just as Jesus told the Jews in Israel, people in our land also are bound by sin. He said in John 8, He that serves sin is bound by sin. You're in chains of bondage to sin. And a declaration of independence signed in the natural providing individual and national freedom is not enough to liberate from the power of sin, whether you be a Jew or a Gentile. Man will never be able to sign a document to release people from the ravages of sin. That is an impossibility. It goes all the way back to Adam, beloved. Adam had freedom. God gave him a beautiful environment. He had the freedom of choice. 
He had absolute liberty. In that place, he could pick and choose to do whatsoever he pleased. There was only one thing he was not allowed to touch. But you know what, beloved? An adversary, an enemy came along and planted a thought within his mind. He was saying to him, you're not totally free. You're almost free, but you're not totally free. To be totally free, you've got to partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That'll give you total freedom. He placed within the man and the woman this thought that God was holding back. He also produced within them a sense that they could experience ultimate freedom if they just partook of that tree. It was a false freedom. And so Adam chose to use his liberty, his free will, to partake of that tree. And in so doing... He was bound. He was then ushered into a bondage he could never be free from on his own. He no longer had freedom of choice. Because you see, with every act of disobedience, the person committing the act gets deeper under the control of sin. And... He becomes more entangled in bondage. As a matter of fact, with continuous action, the chain and the chains that bind become stronger and stronger. And the power and ability to stop or abandon the wrong action becomes weakened. It's harder and harder And harder and harder. It begins like a silk thread that can be easily broken. But then it becomes a cord that is not so easily broken. In our land, there are many that are bound up by sin. Even in the church, there are many that are bound up by sin. And instead of making decisions for themselves, other things make decisions for them. Alcohol, drug addiction, tobacco, anger, and the list goes on and on. Lust, fear, etc., etc. You know, beloved, Jesus came to this earth To make people free. In 1 John we are told. For this reason was the Son of Man manifest. That He would undo, outdo and overdo the works of the devil. Man cannot save himself. In order for man to be free indeed. It would take a bigger sacrifice. Than those sacrifices that were made. To give us. Individual and national freedom. 
it would require the Son of God to leave His earthly abode, to take upon Himself the form of flesh, and to put Himself in our place and in our stead go upon that cross of Calvary and bear the sin and iniquity of us all. It was one man's choice that opened the door to bondage and death. It could only be one man's choice to undo that which Satan hath wrought through Adam. He came to deliver those who through fear of death were subject to bondage. And I'm here to proclaim this good news to all of us today. He came. He lived. He died. He rose again. The chains of bondage and sin and death could not hold Him down. He rose from the dead. He pierced and penetrated the very sky and the atmosphere where the powers of darkness lie in wait to hold Him back from that ascension and seating at the right hand of the Majesty on high. Sin, sin, all the powers of darkness joined together could not stop the Son of Man and the Son of God from going into that heavenly holy place and taking His blood and signing our declaration of independence. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And He signed it and sealed it with His own blood. And there was a cry from the throne of God that man is free indeed. And who the Son of Man sets free is free indeed. Glory to God Almighty. We are to stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. If we believe in supporting the cause of the United States of America... If we believe in standing behind our Declaration of Independence and declaring that we have personal equal rights to think for ourselves and pursue a lifestyle unhindered by outside compulsion, if we believe that, then how much more? And if we honor the lives of those that were sacrificed and those that died so that we can maintain And preserve this freedom. How much more should we stand tall for the cause of Jesus Christ? Who offered the supreme sacrifice, the giving of Himself. Not to loose us from the change, the tyranny, and the oppression, and the bondage of other people. But to deliver us from the bondage of sin, hell, and the grave itself. How much more should we take a stand and declare the Son of Man hath made me free? I am free indeed. For what can deliver this sin-sick soul? Nothing but the blood of the Lamb. What can make a person every whit whole? Nothing but the blood of the Lamb. I'm here to proclaim, as Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He hath sent me to liberate the captives. To loosen and let them go free. Beloved, turn with me in one final thought 
to the book of John, John's Gospel, chapter 8, and verse 31, or 29. Well, let's read 31. If it were not for Christ, everyone would be bound by Satan's sin and death, and everyone would be on a crash course with destruction and eternal damnation. But because of Jesus Christ who came to undo, outdo, and overdo the works of the devil, every single one of us can be made free. Every single one of us can walk free from the power of sin, sickness, death, and anything that would hold us in any type of bondage. You say, what holds people in bondage? Sin does. Ignorance does. And fear does. Those are just three things that hold people in bondage. Sin will hold us in bondage. And that's what Jesus proclaimed here. In John 8, 31, Then said Jesus to the Jews which believed on Him, If you continue in My word, then are you My disciples. Indeed, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered Him, We be Abraham's seed. We're never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou? You shall be made free. Jesus answered them, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever commits sin is, is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. He's talking about the sin that enslaves the individual, no longer enabling him to make his own decisions in life, bound up by anything that would hinder us or keep us from doing the will of God. There is freedom from that sin, beloved. And it's the knowledge of the truth that will make us free. Can you see here? He is saying that ignorance then is also something that holds us in bondage. Ignorance will keep us chained with fetters. So that we don't know we've been redeemed and delivered from sickness or poverty or whatnot. And if a person doesn't know that, Satan then holds that person in bondage. We've got to tell them, Jesus signed that historic document. We've got to let them know they don't have to be that way any longer. There is provisions made in the new and everlasting covenant by the blood of Jesus Christ for our freedom and our liberty. Ignorance. Listen to this scripture. Write it down. It'll bless your heart. Ignorance will hold people in bondage. Isaiah 5.13 says, just listen to it. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Now, we've heard that people are destroyed or perish for lack of knowledge. But Isaiah 5.13 says, therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. If you continue in my word, you're my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What else puts us in bondage? Fear. Fear is an enemy of freedom. Fear of lack. Fear of failure. Fear of sickness. Fear of disease. Fear of death. Jesus came to deliver those who through fear of death, were all their lifetime held in bondage. But Jesus came to destroy that fear of death. And He overcame it with His life. And so, beloved, because of what Jesus did for us, we can say, I need not fear, for God is with me. I'm not dismayed. He is my God. 
He strengthens me. He helps me. He upholds me with the right hand of His righteousness. And there is nothing in this life, no death, no famine, no peril, no sword that can separate me from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus, my Lord. For the Son has set me free, and I'm free indeed. I've got the knowledge of God. That document was signed, and it gives me liberty and freedom in this life. And beloved, there's one thing I want to close with. It's, it, it's something that the Lord has laid heavily upon my heart recently, which I'm sure you're well aware of. In order for that freedom to be carried out in our lives, in order for us to benefit from that signed and sealed document, in order for us to say, Jesus, your blood did not shed in vain and did not fall to the earth in vain, then we have got to gain the knowledge of the truth that makes us free and we have got to yield to the anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage. For Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me to liberate the bruised. Didn't He say that? And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? There is liberty. He wants us to take a stand this morning. And He wants us to rise up to a place of knowledge. And rise up to a place of spiritual awareness where we recognize that no matter what the enemy has done to bind us, to chain us with fetters, to hold us, all of it is a violation of our personal rights and liberties in Christ. Amen. It is a violation of the blood that was shed For our redemption. And if someone came along in this country and tried to knock on your door and tell you, you can no longer watch your television. You can no longer listen to your radio. You can no longer drive that car without my permission. You can no longer pursue a lifestyle of seeking God. Because I'm removing your Bible out of your home. You can no longer do this and you can no longer do that. Would that get your dander up? Would that get you to a place where you'd begin to fight back, my brother and sister? Well, beloved, it's time that the saints of God made their own declaration to the devil. Enough is enough. Don't tell me I can't be healed. Don't tell me I've got to be bound up by poverty. Don't tell me I've got to be weak. Don't tell me I'm going to be a failure in life. Don't you try to take my rights away from me. The blood was shed. There's been an emancipation proclamation. I've been made free. And I'm standing in the liberty where Christ has set me free. And I am free indeed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Get your hands off the property of God. Get your hands off my life. Get your hands off my finances. Get your hands off of my body. The blood has been shed and I am free. Glory to God. And sin will not touch my life. Lust has got to go. In anything and everything that would bind. He shed His blood and died. Saints of God.
let's stand up and fight. Become violent and take it by force. Let's all stand to our feet before God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.